Welcome to the Time on the Outside podcast. Um, This will be our very first podcast that we're going to upload, and I'm very excited. My name is Deanna, and God put this on my heart. Um, He put the concept for a ministry toward prison wives on my heart over a year ago. But he didn't outline any details, so I've been patiently waiting for him to show me what direction to go in. And a week ago today, he um, put it on my heart to do a podcast, something that I knew nothing about, still don't know very much, although I've been researching it for a week now. And so here it goes. Um, I'm, I guess, qualified to lead this podcast, or I don't want to use the word qualified, but kind of, um, I am a prison wife, so that makes me a little more uh, empathetic to what other prison wives um, may be going through. This has been a very, very uh, difficult past um, couple of years for me. My husband was sentenced in March of 2017, and he received a pretty long sentence. Um, I don't want to go into any details about that. These are private matters that really, in the long run and in the big picture, don't matter that much, even though sometimes those circumstances feel huge to us. Um, And, you know, as the podcast matures, I'll probably be sharing a little more here and there. Um, Let's just say that um, we lived a pretty normal life. Um, You know, I thought that we followed God pretty closely. We both came out of bad backgrounds, I would say, not raised in a Christian home, and just both of us had our own share of struggles um, in childhood growing up, and, um, you know, were saved at a later later point in life. Um, I was actually 27 when I was saved, and I won't say how many years ago that was, because uh, then you can do the math and see how old I am right now. But um, we were, you know, both working, and uh, we were actually leading worship at our church. We're both musicians, and things seemed to be going along at a, you know, normal pace. It seemed like we had it somewhat together, and you know, lived a a good life, been married over 20 years at that point. And, um, you know, suddenly, I guess near the end of uh, 2016, uh, the last quarter of that year, um, some sin was revealed uh, in my husband's life. And it was devastating. I did not know how I would even survive the next day. It was so out of the blue, and um, it was 
my whole world literally fell apart uh, during those moments. Um, but for the grace of God, I may not be recording this podcast today. I, um, I, I was crushed. I was crushed. Um, but now that I look back, I needed to be crushed. I needed to be humbled. I needed to be broken, as well as my husband. Um, initially, I was um, probably going to file for a divorce from him because of the nature of the sin and uh, the crime. Um, his sin was a crime. Um, but God. And as time progressed, um, after that horrible revelation of sin, um, I knew that the Lord wanted me to stay in the marriage. Um, I, we have both been divorced before, so I'm not judging anyone of you that have been divorced or anything like that. Um, but that was prior to our salvation through Christ. And over the years, God has definitely shown me that marriage is a covenant, and that covenant is a picture of the covenant that Christ has with the church. And I do take the covenant seriously, although I myself um, had previously broken it. So, I don't want to get off track here. So, my husband was sentenced, as I said, in March of 2017, and um, I began living the new normal. And as most of you know, if you're listening to this podcast and you are a prison wife, the new normal is usually not what you ever pictured for your life. Um, Every dream, every idea, every, you know thought of the future that I had ever had was was pretty much gone and this was my new life and for an indefinite uh, number of years you know depending on you know the whims of the um, TDCJ parole board you know <laughs> so I began making some changes and you know, we'll talk about that in in different podcasts, but changes like downsizing, selling a house that was now, um, I wasn't able to keep that home. Um, I wasn't able to pay for it or maintain it, um, comfortably. Uh, I was, I was working two jobs trying to make ends meet. Um, fortunately I did not have young children at home. So I know that many of you do, and I my heart goes out to you uh, every time I go visit and I see, you know, the young mothers with the children, my heart goes out to you because this has been so difficult for me as just, a, you know, being living as basically a single woman, um, but married, and I can't imagine what you go through on a daily basis trying to juggle work home, raising children, you know, um, and trying to maintain a relationship uh, through phone calls and JPEs with your husband, which is 
one of the big reasons that I'm actually doing this podcast because I want to be a source of hope. I want to be a source of encouragement. I want us to be able to laugh together and even to cry together in these podcasts because prison wives, no matter what our economic status, our race, ethnicity, sorry, um, you know, the nature of our husband's crime, where we live, we all have a common bond in that our husbands are incarcerated and that we are unfortunately um, suffering their consequences with them, which is part of that one flesh covenant that I mentioned earlier. Um, we didn't commit the sins with them, usually, and um, therefore, you know, therefore, we're suffering for righteousness' sake. We're suffering to maintain the marriage, um, even though the consequence is not necessarily ours. So I want to give you a couple of scriptures during this podcast today um, that may encourage you, that have encouraged me. Um, the first one is Genesis fifty twenty. Um, if you don't have a Bible, um, you can email me, and I will give my email address at the end of this podcast, and I will send you a Bible free of charge. Um, if you want, you can download many, many different Bible apps onto iPhone or Android phones. Um, just go to your app store and search, you know, Bible app or you know, Holy Bible, and a lot of different versions will pop up, and you can find the one that works the best for you. I'm, I read out of the ESV, which is the English Standard Version, which is just my preferred study Bible, and, um, but you can feel free to choose whatever version you want. So Genesis 50, 20, Genesis is the first book in the Bible, um, we're we're here in the life of Joseph, and some of you may may be familiar with Joseph's story. It's it's an amazing story of of God's uh, redemption and grace and mercy. Um, basically, Joseph had been through so many trials in his life. Um, at a younger age, um, because he was favored by his father. Um, his brothers became very jealous and they were going to kill him. But instead, they ended up selling him into slavery. Um, through many different um, acts of God, basically, God's favor was on Joseph. And he ended up being um, second in charge uh, to Pharaoh um, during a great famine that had come in the land. And he was actually kind of like the overseer for all of the um, the storehouses where the grains and, and such were kept. And through a series of events, his brothers um, ended up coming before him. Um, at first, they didn't realize who he was, but then later in the story, they do. And so this kind of brings us to that point where they they know oh my goodness, this is our brother Joseph. He's kind of holding our our lives 
in his hands of whether he distributes any of this food to us, you know, after what we did to him. Um, is he, you know, is he going to forgive us? You can just imagine what was going through their minds at that time. So Genesis fifty twenty, um, Joseph says, As for you, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring it about that many people should be kept alive. And another version says, For the saving of many lives, as they are today. And not only did that show um, Joseph's forgiveness of them, he was not going to hold it against them because he saw the bigger picture and he saw that God used every, you know, every event, everything in his life, even the bad things, that God could turn them around for good and put him in in the position that he he was in to save many lives with the, the storehouses of food. So the principle here is that God ultimately overrules human sin for his glory and the ultimate good of mankind is important. And that's that's what we as prison wives right now we we see our daily our daily circumstances. You know, we see I have to make the money. I have to keep the house. I have to raise the children. You know, um, not that prison is a vacation for our husbands, but sometimes it just seems unfair, at least to me. Wow, you know, he's sitting around, you know, doing classes and, you know, um, you know, playing Scrabble or whatever. And I'm out here like struggling to make the light bill. Or, you know, I'm out here having to, you know, go to church by myself or, you know, how to figure out how to replace a ceiling fan or how to use a weed eater, like (laughs) simple, ridiculous things. But I never had to do those things before because it seems like I've always been married or you know, had a boyfriend before marriage, you know, to do those things. So I've had to like learn how to do a lot of things that I never, never wanted or cared to learn. Um, but what we have to, to keep in mind is that God has brought this crisis. God has brought us to this crisis point and basically taken our husbands and stopped them. Whatever sin they were pursuing, whether it's, you know, I don't know, drugs, murder, a sexual offense, whatever their crime was, God sovereignly reached in and stopped it. And we need to be thankful to God for that because God can set them on a different path on a better path. And, you know, I didn't know of the strongholds that my husband had deep, deep inside. You know, sometimes we don't share those things. Um, Men, men are very good at, at being deceitful because they compartmentalize things much more than we do. Although we can be deceitful ourselves and, you know, we, we can admit that. Um, we do hide sins. We hide 
our dark secrets. And when God comes in and exposes those dark secrets, it's painful. But he does it because he loves us. And he has loved our husbands enough to reach down and stop whatever sin they were pursuing or had pursued. So we need to see the big, bigger picture that God will take whatever evil was going on and he will make it for good. You know, Romans 8.28 says, We know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. So if you're listening to this podcast today, it's not an accident. It's not a fluke that you came across it. Um, God is wanting to give you a new life. God is wanting to sustain you. You know, if you're already a believer in Christ, the, the Lord wants to sustain you with his word. Okay. Um, one of the first scriptures that the Lord gave me at the beginning of this trial and this crisis um, that, you know, fell upon, upon me in 2016 was out of Psalm 107 and it's verse 19 through 21. Psalm 107 verses 19 through 21. And it says, Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble, and he delivered them from their distress. He sent out his word and healed them and delivered them from their destruction. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to the children of man. So when we cry out to the Lord in our trouble, he will deliver us. The word says he will. And then he promises to send his word and heal us. And it's through God's word that I have been healed and I am still in the process of being healed. God has changed me significantly in the past two years. I did a lot to tear down my own house with my manipulation, control, my words, tearing down my husband with my words. And we'll, I'm sure I'll talk about that in future podcasts. So just keep in mind that our situation right now, it's bigger than us and it's bigger than our husband's sin. Okay. God is at work in your life. Um, I want to encourage you to not get caught up in the time thing or thinking about the sentence or how long the sentence is, how long it'll be, you know, especially if your husband is in on an ag case, you know, they're not even eligible for, you know, parole for 50% before 50%. And that's, that's, I don't know, it's very discouraging if you, if you get caught up in it, but you can't look at that mountain. That's a mountain of circumstance. You have to, you have to look at God and you have to keep your mind focused on God, his word and letting God change you because we can use this time that, you know, the word says, redeem the time because the days are evil. We can 
sit around and wallow in self-pity, missing our husbands, or we can use this time to build ourselves, to get closer to God, to become better women, to become better wives. Our, our relationships are not over. Yes, there's a physical side that's definitely lacking, but we can talk, we can J-pay, you know, now that the phone the phone rates, at least to here in TDCJ in Texas, have been reduced down to six cents a minute. It's been a blessing. And we we talk several times a day. And my husband and I, our relationship um, is actually stronger than it's ever been. And that doesn't seem possible, but that's the way God works. So I want you to be encouraged um, Galatians 6, 9 says, And let us not grow weary of doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not give up. So let us not grow weary. Let us, let us learn how to minister to our husbands. Let us get closer to God, take care of our homes, take care of our children. God will provide for us. God is our provider. He he is our husband right now. While our husbands are not present, God is protecting us. God is providing for us. God is watching over us. So be encouraged, have hope, and I pray that the peace of God will wash over you. And let me just pray for you really quickly. Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank you for this podcast. I thank you that you created technology where um, women that that have this in common, Lord, husbands that are in prison, Lord, that we can speak to each other, Lord, that we can minister to each other, that we can cry out to you in our distress, Lord, and we know that you will send your word to heal us. Father, I pray blessings on each woman that hears this podcast, Lord. I pray that you would work miraculously in their lives and in the lives of their husband and children, Lord. And please bring them back for the next podcast, Lord. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. So, uh, really quickly, I don't want to go too much more on time, but um, my new website is up, and it's called Time on the Outside. Dot com. So timeontheoutside.com, there's no spaces, or you can get there uh, via timeontheoutside.org. And um, also, uh, I want to give you my email address. If you have questions, if you need um, special prayer, if you uh, have a topic that you may want me to talk about or or discuss, um, please email me. And my email is Deanna, it's D-E-A-N-N-A at timeontheoutside.com. And until next week, I'm going to be doing these weekly right now. Until next week, uh, may God bless you and your family.